That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Alienation Podcast. I am your host, Kenny, and joining me, as always, is my wonderful brother, Michael. Well, thank you for that warm introduction, Kenny. I appreciate it. You're very that. welcome. Hey, did you, I hope you had a good New Year. Yes, this is a very, very good Christmas. Our first one. Yeah, we do apologize for missing uh, January, but both of our schedules have been crazy. Pretty hectic. And we just couldn't get together. So instead of trying to throw something together just kind of haphazardly, right. we decided to take a break, which was nice. Uh, but we're back, and uh, hopefully we won't be taking any more breaks. And we're ready to go. We are, and we have a really good episode. Yes, we do. We have it. This is from season one. It's episode 13 called Spirit of 95. It was first aired on January 15th, 1990. It's directed by Harry Longstreet, and the writer is Tom Chihok. What I like about that, Ken, it's funny because it's it was... Air, you know, it was produced in 1990. Yes, and it's the spirit of 95. Yes, because it was always set in the future. Right, but this is only five years, you yeah. know. And in 95, I was only I was 20. So I mean, it's like that's yeah. 18 years ago. From <laughs> I'm a little confused, right? No, I'm good. No. Yeah, we don't think about that kind of thing. <laughs> right, I know. I'm just thinking, thinking too much into it. That's yeah, all. yeah, just that's a little it. much. That's all. Do you know what human women had to go through to get the right to vote? Yeah, and it's not going to take newcomers a hundred years. Amending the U.S. Constitution isn't exactly walking the park. It's been done before. Resistance to tyranny is obedience to God. Mom's really into Susan B. Anthony. She was quite a woman. As a matter of fact, Mr. Parker designed a lot of this campaign after the women's suffrage movement. Now for the episode summary. Susan and Buck decide to become heavily involved in politics as an amendment to the Constitution which guarantees equal rights for newcomers is soon to be voted throughout the land. A series of attacks is launched on campaign headquarters and important newcomers are involved in the ongoing struggle, resulting in growing sympathy for the Tectonese. Everyone blames the purists, but Sykes and George aren't so easily convinced. In the meantime, Sykes, who has been drafted as the leader of his building's tenant association, learns of the necessity of the democratic system, even on such a basic level. Terrific. Matt. Oh, I uh, had a little accident here. I'll get you another bag. No, no, that's okay. I'll just lump it together. Oh, I'm glad I caught you. What time is the meeting tonight? What meeting? The Tenants' Association meeting. How would I know? You're the president. You mean that discussion we had in the laundry room was for real? Mrs. Gillerou was quite sincere when she nominated you. Mrs. Gillerou thinks my name is Jim, and she hangs out in the laundry room way too much. Well, it's very warm down there. It's good for her arthritis. Look, I just said I'd be president, so she'd give me some bleach. Mr. Hopper formally nominated you, and I seconded, and then you left, and you were unanimously elected. So what time tonight? Seven. Uh, your place. Fine. Could I have that? Thanks. Glad to save you a trip to the market. What? Uh, oh, nothing. Nothing. Uh, see you tonight. Right. Oh, thank you. All right, so here we go. We're going to start off with the stars of this episode. First up, we have Terry Trejas, who plays, of course, Kathy Frankel. We have Eric Pierpoint as Detective George Francisco. We have Jeff Duchetti as Burns. We have Ron Fasler as Captain Brian Grazer. Lawrence Hilton Jacobs as Sergeant Dobbs. Gary Graham as Detective Matthew Sykes. Michelle Scarabelli as the beautiful Susan Francisco. Molly Morgan as Jill. Laura Woodland as Emily Francisco. Sean Six as Buck Francisco. And rounding out the cast, Jeff Marcus as Albert Einstein. For our guest cast, we have Mark Thomas Miller as Wyatt Earp. Mark Joy as Max Clay. We have Clarence Felder as Jack Perlman. Harvey Jason as Mr. Hopper. I like that, Mr. Hopper. That's a cool <laughs> That's one. That's a cool name. <laughs> Henry Brown as Jesse Parker. Francis Bay as Mrs. Giller. We have Mark L. Tyler as Mike Wilmington. We have Marla Fries as Carol Wilmington. We have Michael Milhone as Cop. 
That's I love those ones. Cop, oh, not, even, not even cop number one. No. Just cop. Here, this is another good one. Ron S. Herbs as reporter. Oh. Yeah, that crucial role of reporter. <laughs> oh, we have Arthur Sadell as desk sergeant. And we have Martin Valinsky as officer. <laughs> so the last go. four or five were... More generic. Death sergeant. Yeah, but Cop. they did have lines. So we know which ones they're talking about. Yeah. Take it or leave it. It's just my opinion, but no political garbage is worth risking your life. My family doesn't feel the alien vote amendment is political garbage. Things happen in this country when big money, not little guys like you or I, say something. Oh, Matthew, that's not true. This country rose from a united front. People standing together, declaring their inalienable rights, writing a constitution and a bill of rights. Wave your flag at home, George. Matthew, you do vote, don't you? Nope. Amazing, huh? And the country just keeps rolling along. But you've missed all those opportunities to have a voice in how it rolls. George, it doesn't make any difference. Every four years, some guy with a bad smile promises the country's going to be a better place. And nothing changes. Taxes go up, bombs get built, and you and I get burned. You have a very sour attitude toward an amazing process. Thank you. All right, so let's go ahead and start talking about this episode. Uh, dude, let's do a ranking of one to ten. Oh, my brother's famous, famous already. <laughs> I gotta get this out of the way now because it's—is it his favorite no. or is it his? It is not my favorite. Oh, it's not his favorite. It's a very good episode. It's a very good episode. So it's a one to ten. We're gonna go with a to start off the bat. We don't do this usually. Do it towards the end. I want to know right now because New Year. All right, new me. Are you gonna tell me let's yours? Go. Oh, with my number? Yeah. You're making me tell oh, me. Matt, it's a political. This is a really. This is a heavy political episode. I'm going to give it a solid eight. Okay, good. Yeah, I would give it about a seven and a half. Okay, see, solid yeah, eight. seven and a half, eight. That would be good. You know, yeah. had a lot of good points in it. A lot of good. Oh, very you know, poignant. Yes. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into the story. It uh, basically the entire episode is about the Tankanese given the rights to vote. Correct. Uh, and that's basically that's the one overall story. There is a, a B story, as Michael mentioned in the summary, where uh, Matt. Is in charge of his tenant, which is still board. comes around the whole it's voting. All, yeah, thing. It, it it's all still, it's, it's all, all voting. Part of it, right. Yes, um, but I mean, it, it's pretty much you know, it's one of those stories that kind of leads you in one direction, but then all of a sudden it makes a left turn. And of course, Michael, uh, I don't know if he remembered from watching it. But he blurted out what the turn was, like maybe halfway through it. Yeah, because I I knew all along. I didn't. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I think they're doing. Wow, this is getting so cool, you yeah. know? It, it just amazed me how the twists and yeah. the turns they did. Yeah. And I don't think it was that that noticeable. I mean, Michael didn't catch it. He caught maybe about 10 minutes before the actual characters on the show started thinking, well, wait a minute. Yeah. This must be happening. Um, so I think they really do kind of tease it in a certain way. And you're like, well, of course, you know, these purists are bad people. I thought that in the very beginning when it first all went down. We'll, yeah. we'll get to the whole back. But yeah, I'm yeah. Just, we're just, you know. I thought that in the very beginning. I'm like, man, these guys are bad. And also, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. It makes sense in a political thing. Why would you not say? I was thinking then I'll start thinking, you know, if I would do that, why would you? I would do this too. Yeah. Look at all the publicity you're going to get. Yeah. You can't buy that kind of press. Yeah. You're setting someone up to make it look like, yeah. Hey, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it starts off with uh, um, Susan and Buck going to the AVA, which is the uh, the yes on Tintinese voting. Isn't that an award show? AVA, AVA awards? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, that's an adult film. Yeah. Sorry. That's an adult film. My bad. Something I wouldn't know It's about. an adult film. I do. Sorry. It's an adult film thing. My bad. Okay. Never mind. AVA awards. It's an AVA. Sorry. Go so ahead. it's AVA. Yeah. It's the headquarters. And uh, Buck and Susan are volunteering right. for this. They want to just, you know, case neighborhoods. History, right? and, yeah, yeah. They just want to get the word out. They want, they want to be able to vote. So um, we meet uh, Wyatt Earp and we meet Jesse. The two, the two heads of that uh, chapter of that uh, uh, campaign, and Wyatt Earp's a Tanzanian, and, and Jesse's, Jesse's a African American, African American, yes, human. So. Yes, he is a human, and they get a phone call, and it's another bomb threat. And to them, they play it off like, "Oh yeah, you the know, third we get, one this Yeah, week. we get these all the time. We just go outside, and we have to wait like thirty minutes for because the, the cops, you know, obviously have better things to do, um, which is just showing again how people treat. The newcomers, that they're not right. high priority. You know, it's a, just with a bomb threat. They can wait. All right, everybody, we've got another one. Oh, what's going on? Bombs. That's the third this week. We do have some opposition. Please. Let's go. Everyone's out. 
What's the word on the bomb squad? Half hour, maybe more. It takes them that long to respond to an emergency? Well, they had other emergencies. That's ridiculous. So we just have to stand out here till they have somebody check it out? Uh, tell you what, why don't I go inside and get some pamphlets? We can get you started on some canvassing. Wyatt, we'll wait for the fire department. Look, we both know this is another purist hoax. I'll be back in a minute. Unfortunately, the building explodes. Yeah, because you, you hear Wyatt Earps going, oh, well, let me just read some pamphlets. It's yeah, going to yeah. be a while. Yeah, yeah. And then as he's starting across the street, kaboom. Yeah, it know. explodes. But my, my brother made a good point that from that kind of explosion, there would be some... Oh, some yeah, hearing I mean, loss. Yeah, there would be some... There was one guy stuff. literally like right almost next door. to the window. <laughs> I mean, he would have totally blown God. his ear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and even, like I said, the main characters were standing just, just across, across the street. street. Right. And that explosion was huge. That it, yeah, it was pretty massive. Big ball of fire came out the windows. Yep. So I think, I think they said it was half a brick, half a block. Half a, half a brick of... Yeah, of plastic. Yeah, plastic, plastic explosives. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was a pretty big explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, the actors were there, too. So I guess if you think about it... Couldn't have been too loud, or the actors would have been. Yeah, well, you know how TV. Come on, I know, I but, know. They make yeah, it in reality. They'd be dead. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, just a fact. Um, so that's the beginning of it, and then all, and of course, uh, George and, and Sykes. Somehow they're always there. They get assigned to this explosion. Oh, and it's just so funny watching George interview his wife, you know, doing <laughs> questions. And she's all, "Are you always this pissy?" And he's yeah. like, "Pissy? You can't say that. that's like a vulgar word, you know." And she's like. Oh, she's well, are you always that all the time? Right. People were walking in and out of the building all morning. Dad, there's a news crew. I'm going to go set up an interview. Fuck, please. I'm trying to conduct an investigation. Are you always this pissy when you're conducting an investigation? Susan, I believe pissy is a vulgar word. Really? Yes. I hear it used all the time. Well, I suggest you not use it. Besides, what makes you think that I am being... What you said. Well, you're just so cold. Oh, I am not. Oh, yes, you are. So he was like, okay, how do you want me to be? You know, he starts being like more of a sarcastic. Yes, um, yes, he's trying to be calm and and nice. But it's still sarcasm. Yeah, very sarcastic. Well, I'm sorry, but there is a procedure that I have to follow. Well, you could at least smile and be a little friendlier. Yes, I suppose so. So, Susan? Did you notice anyone enter the building who might have been carrying a bomb? No. Did anyone seem out of place? I seemed out of place. George, this is a volunteer organization. A lot of people just started today. Yeah, I gotta get the press crew over here. Buck, please. So they have some fun in here. And the main reason that they want Susan and Buck is because of George, because he's such a high-profile character. Right. They want him to come and be in four this new uh, law and they want him to go, you know, get press of this. They want him to be with his captains and human cops and to make it look like, Oh, you know, all of LA PD is supporting this, uh, this measure. So, so I mean, call it. these are the Francisco's <laughs> Susan and Buck. <laughs> Wives told me all about you and your husband. Oh, uh, well, Mr. Parker, Buck and I are volunteering our time, not my husband's. Mrs. Francisco, we need people like you in the trenches. Canvassing the neighborhoods, stuffing the mailers. But more importantly, we need sound bites and column inches. Well, I think of George as more than a column inch. Don't take my young colleague's enthusiasm wrong. Your husband's a respected city official, Mrs. Francisco. And he's for ratification. You want him to hold a news conference? I can get him to do it. Fuck. We'd like him to speak out with his captain, some other human detectives. Get the police force pushing for us. Count on it. I'll deliver him. Fuck, you can't speak for your father. I'll talk to him. We'll make available prepared copy, a media consultant, anything that'll make him more comfortable. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll see. They're very, they're very charismatic characters, the Wyatt Earp and Jesse, and they are definitely working every angle they can get. They, Honestly, I don't think they really care about Susan and Buck. They'd rather have... They're going through them to get oh, to absolutely. George. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know. Um so they, uh, you know, they take down all the information. 
they automatically assume it's a Pierce because the person who called, and, which I always think is funny that people call ahead of time and say, I planted a bomb at your place. And I'm a Pierce. I'm giving you a warning now. And I'm a Pierce. <laughs> yeah. So it's us. The Pierce did it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, it was, it was always kind of, that's just weird that they would do that. Uh, but, of course, George jumps on the bandwagon. He's quick. I mean, I mean, and I, wouldn't, I don't blame him. I would, the, too. The Pierce the are a really bad organization, especially towards the Tank Denise. And well, it's a it, well, yeah, you're right. It's not a uh, see. That's what we're going to debate because a bad organization, they're just believing in human. That's it. No, you're right. Yeah, so it's not what, like you got to. It's just not what I would. Yes, you're right. They're not. In they're not. From my perspective, they're bad. Right. But they're not doing anything bad. They just, just want a pure human race. Yeah, you know, human beings are on the earth and not. You know. Yes. No, I. Yeah. So. Yeah. But from my perspective, they are bad people. Right. So when I call them bad people, I don't mean they're physically evil people. They're not evil. They're just. In not doing what I would have done. Right. Um, and that goes with real life. I mean, organizations. And that's why I like this episode. Cause it's, <laughs> you know, it, it's so relevant to today's world. I mean, yes. every episode we talk about, I hope you guys, you know, you can see how it affects lives today. And, and, and yeah, well, that's what's great. It's 20 years old and it's still, still relevant. That's my point. It's today's still stuff, guys. You don't understand this. Yeah. It was in 89 and 90. Yeah. You know, we're in 2013 and it's still today. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you can either say how far we haven't came, yeah, or you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, but uh, but but, they're, but it's basic stuff, right? You know, the, the political drama is never going to end. No, I mean, I hope it does in the future, but right, as of right now, it's just too heated. We're too far. We're too different. The left and the right are too different that will never come together in the middle, and there'll always be bigots. Regardless, there will always You're be people out there right. who feel I think that we've come they, a long way. Oh, we've yes, we, you know, we've come a long way. In fifty way. years, we've come a long way, mm-hmm. but we still have a long ways to, to go. go. Right? You know, um, it ain't gonna be good. In, <laughs> it ain't gonna be cured in my time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to say, I think it's gonna be another. You know, be, yeah, maybe your kids, right? My kids, kids are my kids, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, but that's one great thing about this series that it is still relevant, and we could still see things in it. But today. The, yeah, you're absolutely. You know. I love it. That's one. That's one. One yeah. thing attracts me to this series. Yeah, so. yeah. Especially watching it. Oh, it's great. Yeah, because I mean, I've watched. You know, I know you haven't watched it since it first. A long aired. time. So this is all kind of new to you. Which is see. So you're going to see. You're, you're getting it from a, a person that's seen it before. Yes. But Twenty years later, now it's like yeah. you know, I'm, it's still. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But but saying that, you were twenty years younger, so right. you were like in your teens. Watching it, did it have that same impact then than it does now? No. Because you definitely know a lot more now. It did not. You That's, you're absolutely right. Because I was in my 20s when I watched it. So, I mean, I was, 20, I was 19, 20 when I, when I watched I it. I was 14, 15. Yeah. Therefore, so, most of the stuff I'm going I understood to... it probably a lot more than you, but I still get more out of it now. I get a lot more out of it now that yeah. I'm 38. Yeah, yeah. Or going to be 38. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I get a lot more out of it now because I do understand more of the world and our yes. issues. And, you understand the politics you know, and all of I'm that. Not, I, I'm, I, I'm outside the box. You know, yeah. I, I don't have blinders on. I know yeah. what's going on in real life. You know, yeah. I'm a family. I have a family. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so you, you think about it differently and you but take everything, more from it. Right. I mean, for all aspects of the show is yeah. just how it's amazing to me. Yeah. So sorry for jumping off subject. No, I think but this I'm just, is great. This is what, but, we, this, but it's just, you know what I mean? This is, it's important to me. And that's why I really did like this episode. Yeah. You know, um, it just, it just touches a lot of bases of today's world. And man, you know, it yeah. makes you think, especially you know? with the whole, uh, there was a whole scene when they bring the purist in, well, they only bring him in. He comes, he to comes into to like, hey, don't, you know, don't be going, don't to, slander us. Yeah. It's not us. Yeah, we didn't, we do, didn't it. do it. Right. Even though I don't want word is, out there that we did it, we did not do it. I'm here to say he's. We, we know we're it. bad, but yeah, bad. Oh, no, he didn't quotation say mark. Bad. Yeah. But he, but he knows that they're not yeah, well they, liked yes, by by certain groups certain of groups of people. So, yes. Sykes, you you want that four street bombing? Yes, sir. I'm Max Clay. Something wrong? Yeah, Max, we were just about to round up a few purists for questioning, but it makes our day a whole lot easier when the head honcho drops in on us. We're aware that someone claiming to be a purist blew up the headquarters of the AVA. You got a good grapevine. Before you start leaking unconfirmed reports to the press, I suggest you provide proof. But we're prepared to sue you for slander. What makes you think we'd harass your piddly little organization? I'd say by the look on your partner's face. Yeah, he does come in there. So he comes in and they sit him down and, you know, and 
it goes right again with the whole this, to me being a gay man it goes with the whole gay and the bible thing because he starts quoting scripture and see and that was starts, my thing too and i know, once you see that that's stuff. where you you know dude all you know i love you my brother and whatever but but that is just, that's my point with the peers it's not that it's nothing against, but like you said, it's the Bible, you know. It's yeah, the, yeah, You know, it is, you know, God created man. You yes. know, God did not create Tectonese people, yes. you know. So. You can poke our organization any way you like. You won't prove we're responsible for the bombing. Your 94 platform condoned violence against newcomers. I believe it called for forceful denial and segregation of the species. Let's wait a moment and figure that one out. Purists believe that if we don't have complete victory over the aliens... We will face the end of our race, our planet, in our lifetime. Sounds a teensy bit paranoid, Max. God put humans on this earth for a purpose far greater than we know. We have evolved here, spiritually, intellectually, politically. While destroying each other and entire species, also put here by your God. The strong are destined to survive. Hey, man, these guys are 30% stronger and 20% smarter than we are. They are uninvited guests who have no right taking from this planet. What makes you think you're not the uninvited guests? I beg your pardon. How do you know you weren't dropped off? Because I read the Bible, Mr. Francisco. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Oh, yes. Genesis 27. It is the purest obligation, as it is every man's responsibility, to keep our destiny on course. With hatred and innocent lives. With whatever weapons we have. I'm afraid I don't speak your language. Oh, I think that one was universal. You know, I'm like, okay, that's where I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, yeah, they are a bad organization, but I understand. Oh, no, I totally understand, but I understand where they're coming, where from. They're coming from. It might not yes. be right. Yeah. At least to me, it's to, not right. right. But I understand where people are yeah. going, okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're I a religious them. person, I am obviously not a religious person, um, but if you're a religious person, I understand you have faith and you believe in a higher power. And a certain belief. And there is that belief that... God made man and woman a certain way, and they're supposed to be a certain way, and that's it. Unfortunately, uh, we live in the real world, <laughs> and things are different, yes. you know, so. Yeah, and who's, um, to me, yeah. I wanted to say, who's to say that God didn't intend for the aliens to land here? You're right, too. That's you know, If God created the universe, not just, he didn't create just Earth, he created everything. Didn't he not create the Tintanese? To one day be here, part of our boy, and that's a good valid point. So I mean, we will have a special episode <laughs> on the debate. <laughs> so I mean, that I wish they would have brought that up because I just thought that was. I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I mean, George was upset. What's great though is the way they was shot because yeah. you had technically had Matt interrogating, well, talking to the gentleman, and the Sykes is like, or uh, uh, George is behind him. So the two shot, every time the guy talked, you just looked at George's face and he yeah, you was, could see the he was just the flame oh, yeah. burning yeah. him like And I love the fact that he says something in Tank Denise and they don't type it out. <laughs> and Matt says, I think we don't yeah, we don't need to uh, we don't have to interpret yeah, this. Yeah, we know what he said. Yeah. yeah. I think we got what he said. You type <laughs> yeah. thing, you know, so but uh and another another thing I liked about this um what I like, the, the, the difference of the Technonese AVA, you know, going for this ballot, it's all paper, pencil, and they're trying to, running around phones. And, you, and then they go to the Purist mm. headquarters. And That's it's all scene. super just, I mean, it looks like, I mean, it, it just, it's so, they're all the computers every oh, desk, yeah. and it's so serious. Well, yeah, and, the, you know, but, but they, and, those, and those people are just mean, though. I mean, they, they see, because George and... Um, well, no, but George, when he walked in the first time by himself... That's right. That was an incredible scene because, you know, I mean, everybody, and they're all calling him slack. And he had a badge and they didn't care. that, dude. <laughs> I mean, they were just being horrible to him, which they have every right to do. He is coming into their building. It's their room of purists. It's dirty spank. I wonder what you're doing in here. Get him out of here, my homie. Don't put your hands on me. I can't be nervous. Boy, 
any of your followers come near me, my family, or my home, I will hold it against you personally and tear you apart with my bare hands. Don't threaten me, detective. I am simply reminding you that forceful denial can go two ways. So, I mean, I, I, it's, like I said, it's hard to watch it and not be judgmental because I would hate those people. Well, this, reminds, this reminds you of, you know, go back to, like you say, the 40s, someone using a white person's drinking fountain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or going to a restaurant. Same thing it's almost. the same thing. It's the same, same thing. You know, obviously he was upset too. So, I mean, he kind of went in with a purpose. But he also had a badge. He was a cop. So they couldn't do horrible they, things but to they him, still but didn't care. One guy touched him. I mean, but that was good when he said, you know, get your hand off get, me. Yeah. <laughs> and he meant it. The guy like, okay. I'll, yep. Yep. Uh, whatever you say. Because Matt made that comment when they were talking about for them voting and uh, to the peers. Like, they're 20% stronger and 30% smarter than us. Yes. Because he was talking about like humans. Oh, like, he said he human comment. Yeah, you yes. know, and Matt's like, they're 20% stronger yeah. and 30% smarter. Yeah, the strongest race will win. And yeah. he's like... <laughs> Okay, well, then they're going to win because they're, they're a lot stronger and smarter than us. Yeah, I'm like, that wasn't a good uh, a good statistic to throw out there. See, it's good. You see Matt again, you know, rising oh, yes. up to the occasion. But we again. also see Matt being Matt with his whole tenant. Uh, you know, they voted him as president of the tenant group. And he didn't want it. And he totally forgot about it. Well, he would remember, he was doing laundry and he wanted to borrow fabric Some softener. bleach, yes. Or bleach, right. Yes. So, or fabric softener, yeah. So he, she, and she, the, the woman that asked him, she's, um, Mrs. Giller, um, was the original tenant of that building. Yes. And my brother made a funny that. comment. He goes, wow, is there only six residents in this whole building? Yeah, there's only like six. <laughs> but I'm like, I guess not all the tenants would go, but they're on the second floor and it looked like it was like a four-story building from the outside shots. Yeah. So unless it's like, you know, two, 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 I guess there could be eight tenants. But retail on the bottom? or Yeah, I don't know. know how it is. But yeah, it was definitely, I mean, obviously they do it because they don't want all those actors. and um, But they were definitely, you know, all, they were all characters. You know, they were all quirky L.A. people. Um, but yeah, so he shrugs off the, the duty of being president in the beginning. Um, and as the story progresses, he realizes he, you know, and plus we find out he's, he doesn't vote. He's very cynical with the system. Because he you tried know. before yes, to get tried. chemical weapons banned, and they did. Yes. He goes, we made our movement. It passed. And then they All just the saved more money went to nuclear, went to nuclear weapons. weapons. Right. So they go from one bad thing to another. to another bad thing. Why do you give up so easily? I'm not giving up. I'm just being realistic. You have given up on this country, and you have given up on the system. That is your reality. <laughs> you know, about six or seven years ago, I was hooked into this organization. We pushed like hell to get rid of chemical weapons. It took less than a year. I thought, man, this is great. We made a noise. We said something. Our boys on the hill got the message loud and clear. And you know what, George? That nice little chemical weapons budget cut gave them more money to build more nukes. That's the system. And yeah, that's why I gave up a long time ago. So he gave up on it. Yeah, so yeah, so he's, he's, and he's very cynical. You know, the system he thinks is broken, um, which I'm sure, you know, there's truth to it. Um, but it was, you know, again, as Michael mentioned while we were watching it, he continues to grow. Matt's character, he does little things here and there, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's, he's getting better. Or he's, you know, becoming a little bit softer. He's more understanding, or, you know, he's just, he, he, I think his character grows the most in the entire series. The whole series. You know, it's really about him. He's like the main character, even though the Francisco family is a huge part of it, but Matt really is, we're watching it through because we're human. So he is the person that we see it through. Right. Being and immersed into this family and this world, being a cop and having a partner, yes. a, a technique's partner, the first one and you know yeah. so Yeah. So I mean so we're actually watching all this through his eyes. And back to the whole uh Matt being the president and, and he kind of drops a ball here and there and Kathy she just steps up and kind of, yeah. you know, and she like, does it, and she doesn't take any credit for it because she she misses pop, Giller. The proper protocol how things yeah. go, right? Yeah, well, but Mrs. Giller really uh, likes Matt, and she trusts Matt because he's a cop, right? So she feels very safe with him there, and that's why she chose him as the president, which makes Matt feel horrible. Who put the ramp in? Oh, um, I called a contractor. Is it all right? Mrs. Giller gave me fish and onions. She thinks I did it. Well, I told her. Well, you know, you are the president. I, I didn't mean to be out of order. I would have done it. Of course you would have. Why didn't you just tell Gillero you did it? Why? Well, I don't... I, I, I don't know. 
Have you ever talked to Mrs. Gillibrew? Uh, yeah, we had a nice exchange about fabric softener. She moved into this building when it was built. She raised three children here. Her husband passed away right down front. Hope it wasn't the cooking. Look, what does this have to do with a ramp up the backstairs entrance? Mrs. Gillerou wanted you to be president because she trusted you. She was glad you were here to run things. I guess I didn't want her to think you didn't care. I'm sorry. Was I out of order? No. I guess I was. He's like, you can see Matt's face. Oh, like, yeah. He's God, like, I suck. I, yes. <laughs> yes. And he even says it. And he right. kind of apologizes to Kathy, you know, that he should do better. And then the very last scene is him doing another tenants meeting, taking it seriously. He has a gavel and, you know, he's putting all in favor. Yeah, motion, I mean, they're voting da, 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 and they're doing yeah. all the proper stuff properly. Right. So he does take it uh, seriously. And Point of order, Mr. Hopper. Mrs. Gillerou has a motion on the floor and I've called for a vote. All in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 He's definitely different from the beginning to the end of this episode. Absolutely. He definitely Big changes. Difference. And that's what I told my, my brother in the, you know, halfway there. I go, wow, man, you can see another Matt. Yeah. You know? You know, yeah. mad, another mad up the notch there, yeah. I guess you want to call it. So Yeah. And then uh, the story continues where you – it definitely leaves the purists. Purists are bad people. They're the ones causing all this. Uh, White gets kidnapped and then Jesse gets kidnapped. And um, – but the bigger reveal is that – Wyatt and Jesse plotted the whole thing in yes. the beginning. Yeah, they 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 knew they needed the sympathy vote, if you want to yes. call it right. Is that what you would? Yeah. The well, vote? as you mentioned, they can't pay for this kind of press. Right. They, they don't can't. have money. They're a grassroots organization. As Michael mentioned, they're on telephones with pieces of paper, and the purists are very highly funded, Hide wired, and and they're all internet and you know, raise ten million dollars yeah. a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all. Whoopee. Okay. Good job. <laughs> yes. So I mean, else? so it shows you the really the big. It's the little guy against the David big guy. versus Goliath, and unfortunately. These little guys went a route that wasn't the best route. They shouldn't have done it. It's not the most moral route, but it got what they wanted. You, I understand their cause. You know, I, I, I totally get it. If they don't have the money, they got to do what they have to do. And it did work, you know, it, to a certain point because. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Wyatt and Jesse are the ones that set it up. Um, um, and, but towards the end of it, Jesse gets killed. And you, that's when everything comes out in the open because Wyatt's running out of the hospital or out of the hotel room. And, of course, you're supposed to assume that he did it uh, you know, as like the final thing to make him a martyr, make Jesse a martyr. That would really put him over the top if they killed oh, absolutely. The, uh, you know, one of the leader guys, of the ABA right. organization. No, so once, Jesse run, or once Wyatt runs out, yes. he, everything he, comes, he goes, hey, man, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then, and then – uh, Matt goes – or George goes, I know you're probably thinking – he goes, you probably don't believe me. He goes, but I don't believe he did it. And then yeah. Matt goes, I don't think he did it either. Yeah. You know, and then you come to find out it's actual Mr. Clay. Yes, it's it's, it's actual It might Paris. not be him, but – you know, yeah. my brother's he, going. They're asking him all these questions at a hearing, so he's not a, he's not in uh, under arrest or anything. But he's having yeah. a hearing and, a, and a, an indictment hearing. <laughs> so he he's keeps like, saying, "I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I and, plead the fifth. And My brother is like, "Really? If you're not guilty of anything, you would tell him what's going on." Yeah, that's and, like almost saying I'm guilty, but uh, it, it is. I plead the fifth. I don't want to incriminate myself. Right. So he's saying that he is guilty, and if he says but anything, if he says anything it could, it's going to be. It could be worse, right? Yeah, so I mean, so they're going to get him. So I mean, they wound up seizing all of the assets of the Purist organization, and this is a huge blow to the Purists. Mr. Clay, your organization is being charged with conspiracy to commit a felony, conspiracy violations of the California and Federal Invasion of Privacy Act, and conspiracy to commit murder. Now, this is merely an investigative body. At some point, you're going to have to address this hearing or will have no other choice than to pass this on to the Attorney General. Yes, sir. All right, then. Have you ever directly or indirectly instructed any member of your organization to commit a felony? Sir, with all due respect, at this time, I'd like to exercise my right by taking the Fifth Amendment on the grounds that I may incriminate myself. Have you ever directly or indirectly instructed any member of your organization 
to commit illegal wiretaps. Specifically, wiretaps on Mr. Jesse Parker or Mr. Wyatt Earp. Sir, with all due respect, at this time I'd like to exercise my right by taking the fifth. Have you ever ordered or committed yourself a murder, Mr. Clay? Mr. Clay, do you really need to ask your lawyer if you were involved in the murder of Jesse Parker? I'll take the fifth. And at this time, this committee recommends the seizure of all records, assets, and other material connected with the organization known as the United Purist Party and urges a formal criminal investigation under the direction of the Attorney General to begin immediately. This hearing is adjourned until further notice. You come to, but you come to find out, though, you know, you're right. The peers, it wasn't them. And then all of a sudden, it is them. It is them. It you is know? them like, and it's not. They weren't part of the whole kidnapping, but they did tap their phones. And when they found out where Jesse was, they went and killed him to make it look like that Wyatt had Wyatt killed him. Right. And that this was all part of the bigger plan that Jesse was unaware of, that he wanted to make him a martyr. Which was just kind of weird to me because... The whole point of Wyatt and Jesse doing this was to get the sympathy vote, which they got. Oh, yeah. So if Jesse would have died, wouldn't that have made it even sadder and made people it would have made more? I thought you'd get more. So vote. why would the purists kill Jesse? That I, did, I didn't quite get. Answer that question for us. If you're out there and you've seen the episode, yeah, give us a little I, feedback. That, that, that's the part I don't quite understand. Um, and there's also another – there's also a, a, a third story. Which story is that? I'm talking Susan's pregnancy, how she's always, you know, she's more like, um, oh, yeah. getting ready to get, she's the packing pods, up her, the yeah. pods ready, and yeah. she's eating wood chips and newspaper. And, <laughs> yes. And I'm like, is she a hamster or is she a, you know, what <laughs> yeah, I mean? she has some sort of mucus, and the wood chips absorb the mucus. <laughs> it's just, so it's, so it's not like, it's not, I guess it's not a sub story, but you, it's throughout well, it's the just, whole episode. Yes, it's she's, just, yeah, it's, you know, it's just showing the progression right, of her pregnancy. She's getting her bag ready. She's to, getting ready, because in the next few episodes, one of my brother's ultimate favorite favorite episodes coming up soon. <laughs> I was going to say the bur- the transfer of the pod. Oh, okay. A couple other things I saw in the episode that I want to touch base. George Francisco's coffee mug. Yes, I noticed that. That was so cool because it says there's I heart. And I first thought it said San Francisco because, you know, his name's Francisco and they would give it to him. But it's actually Sam Francisco, Francisco. which is the name of the original character yep. in the movie. Yep. So I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's like a little throwback mm-hmm. because obviously this character is named George Francisco. His name's not Sam right. Francisco. or Because in the movie, it was San Francisco, and I think Sykes said, I'm going to call you George. Right. I'm going to call you George. And George, because he was just too creeped out with Sam, Sam Francisco. Francisco right. But in this TV series, they never established George's true name as being Sam Francisco. So the coffee mug was kind of but a the, gesture. Yes. And it was very – I mean – and it's blatant. I mean, because oh, he's holding it Eric, right. He's holding, yes, he's holding it right. With his face going, yes, he's drinking, looking right at it's the like camera. It's like a promo or something, yeah. like a you know, a tag here. He did it several times. I'm like, yeah, 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 I got it. It's funny. It was a good joke. It was very good, good inside so joke. I, I saw that. I never noticed that until today. And <laughs> all See, the you're viewings, learning something new. And all the viewings, still. I've never noticed that until today. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so that's that, cool, man. That was really cool. Another scene, that, another little thing that I just liked that they threw in there was the Three Stooges playing in Matt Sykes' place. I was going to say that. I yeah. heard that, man. Yeah. That was in Kathy's, I thought. She was in Kathy's place. No, it was in Matt's. Was it in Matt's? Yes. Yeah, so I think he was carrying that garbage out, you know, remember? Yes. And then I thought we heard the Three Stooges and the bag brokers. That a different... No, that was a different uh, That was a different scene. She, you want to know what's inside this. Well, oh, yeah, what she was smelling. That. She, wanted she got really excited. Something out of Matt's <laughs> trash, yeah. But no, when he was walking out of his building or his... Uh, room or his uh, house there was three, three stooges, stooges playing in the background right. i'm like that's a nice little touch back to a yeah, couple episodes we know back. that he's a huge fan big fan so yeah. it would have been awesome if kathy was watching it See, i thought it was coming out of her room yeah that would have been so. even better because it would have shown a little bit there was no real chemistry i mean i, I guess there was but not really and there was, there was a no lot of romance between those two no, this time around not really yeah but there was more like you said compassion for kathy to matt even because she don't want to make him look bad. And yeah, she was oh, like, yeah. You know, yeah. I, is that wrong? You know, she's yeah, trying yeah. to stick up for him. So yeah, that's yeah. Cool. She was being good. And you see a lot of uh, Buck in this episode. Yes. No, no Emily. No, no, no Emily, Emily at all in this. No episode. Albert. No Albert. No, yeah. But uh, you get a lot of Buck in this. <laughs> you get yeah. he gets your bucks worth in this one, buddy. <laughs> Anything political? He always seems to be involved. It, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a really just a political episode, man. Yeah. It's like wow. It was very good. I very thought it was well good. done. Very well written. Um, yeah, one of one of my favorites. So <laughs> I know it's not a shocker. <laughs> I knew it was gonna come out, man. I just knew it. 
It was one of my favorites. I knew that was happening, people. All right. Detective Francisco. Hi. Susan, how are you? Pretty good. Everything's back to normal. Buck's out canvassing with a youth group, and I'm setting up here. Setting up? Well, we needed an office since we don't have the headquarters anymore. We're the headquarters? You don't mind, do you? Well, considering what happened to the last headquarters... George, we are not going to blow up. Susan, we are dealing with fanatics. Keep an eye open for any unattended baggage, okay? I wish you wouldn't take this so lightly. The Purists are a very dangerous organization. We'll be careful. Do we have enough room at the house? We're just talking about a table in the corner of the kitchen. You know, some, some envelopes, some stamps. Oh, yes, all right. I think that's fine. I thought it would be a much bigger operation. But do keep an eye open for any unattended baggage. <laughs> We'll be fine, honey. You won't even know we're here. Um, look, Nemo, I've got to go answer the other line. Bye. Goodbye. Last one, but. <laughs> Me too. AVA. One of the other lines. All right, for our behind-the-scenes for this episode, we have one little tidbit here. This is the last episode that Jeff Duchetti, who plays Burns, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, who plays Sergeant Dobbs, and Molly Morgan, who plays Jill, are credited as regular cast members. And that is the photographer. Yep. It is the uh, the detective, mm-hmm. one of the detectives, and it's Emily's friend. Yep. Yep. And so it doesn't, mean we, won't, yeah, it doesn't the, mean we won't see them again. Just it just not- means that they signed up a 13-episode contract, which is typical for TV, and because this is the 13th episode. is Normally, they order 13 episodes, and then they order the back nine, which are the back nine episodes. And obviously, contracts are due to 13, and then if they like the characters, they, they give them. them a little bit longer contracts. If they don't like the characters, they feel they don't use them that often, then they'll put them out. Because so, when, when you show up on screen uh, as a credit... You get paid, obviously. That's so you got to get money. paid, yeah, for seeing your name there. Well, yeah, but it also said you're going to be in so many episodes and you're going to be this. So if you're not on screen, they can be in the rest of the season. They can be in the movies afterwards. But if they're not names on screen, they don't have to be committed to a certain amount of time. Oh, okay. So, uh, so yeah, so we lose, we lose three people, so the credits will be a little bit shorter next time. Oh. But we also add people because there are new people, new characters coming. Oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> How can I not take this personally? These madmen have struck at my family twice in one day. Relax. We'll get whoever's responsible. I think it is pretty obvious who is responsible. We need hard evidence. What we need is to close down this organization. Now. It's a free country, George. Even for the bigots. My son was nearly killed. Another man is missing and a building blown out. What more do you want? I want a person, not an organization. You cut off the head of a snake and the dominoes will fall. Proof, George. A solid piece of evidence that connects to somebody. I don't care if it's a purist or a tourist. Fine. I know exactly where to start. And then we have one very, very, I mean, if you don't know this name, people, you've (laughs) you've lived under a rock. Uh, Wyatt Earp. Uh, Wyatt Earp was a teamster, buffalo hunter, gambler, and saloon keeper, but he's most famous as an officer of the law and for participating in the gunfight at the OK Corral. That's right. That's Come what on, who doesn't I know, know about that, man? I've plenty of movies with Wyatt Earp. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched Tombstone, Tombstone the other day, people. Come on. That's one of the most popular ones. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so Mike's going to draw up the letter on his law firm stationery, bitching at the garbage man to replace the cans on the curb. Oh, we'll sue them. You want me to copy on that? No. Point of order. Uh, Mr. Hopper. Bylaws state that all letters concerning the status and uh, maintenance of this building come from the... Uh, President's desk. It will not this time. I think that my husband's law firm letterhead just might be a little more effective. Point of order. What? She was out of order. Suck on your pie, Popper. If we're not going to follow the bylaws, uh, why do we bother to have them? Good point. All in favor of dropping the bylaws, say aye. Point of order. What? There's no motion on the floor. How'd you like to be on the floor? Matt! Just write the letter, okay, Mike? Any other business? No? Okay. Then I hereby adjourn... Uh, Matt. Mrs. Gillaroo? Uh, yes, Mrs. Gillaroo. The, the, the ramp? The what? Last month we voted to put a ramp in the rear entrance. Oh, yeah. Uh, is it all right, Mrs. Gillaroo? You were going to check into it. Oh, right. Uh, this week, for sure. You know, I'd like to reevaluate this ramp. I agree. I think $700 is a lot of money. <laughs> We allocated the funds. Point of order. 
Yeah. Did we have a quorum on that vote? Yes, we did. Hmm. Uh, you know, I was in pretrial. I was incredibly preoccupied last month. Did you fax me on those minutes? Everyone was copied. Yeah, I'll take care of the ramp. Point of order. You know what you can do with your point of order? Uh, Kathy, thanks for the pistachios. Meeting for this guy is adjourned. I don't believe he can do that. All right, you can find Alienation Podcast all over the internet. We have a Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Alienation Podcast. You also can reach us at Twitter at Alienation Cast. Yes, and you can do my personal Twitter at Geeky Fanboy. You can do my personal Twitter at Master Jedi 1975. That's right. So uh, drop us a line, follow us, and say hi to us. We also have a website, which is alienationpodcast.com. You can go there. You can find all our show notes, uh, anything, plot descriptions. The, I mean, I put almost everything on there. So definitely check it out. So we're not hiding anything. Stop by and leave us a comment. Yes, comments. If you have any thoughts on this episode or you just want to drop us a line or... Yeah, we love getting comments from people. You know, you can reach us at uh, alienationpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and we love getting stuff. So if you guys want to send us we're starting. We're starting to see it. I've, I've seen... Uh, I got a, we got a question. We, we definitely have... Yeah, we've been getting uh, comments on our Facebook page. Yep. And we're getting tweets. and So it's fun. It's fun to see uh, so we're very, our listener audience growing. So And I'm very happy that you guys are listening because we enjoy doing it. I mean, <laughs> my brother it. really we enjoys would do, it. We would do it regardless. If, if nobody is had, listening. Yeah. I mean, even if we had our 10 listeners, we would do it. But our numbers have been steadily growing uh, every podcast. And it's just so good that word's getting out there that there is an alienation podcast and the old school fans are finding it and uh, really enjoying it. So, uh, But speaking of reviews... We uh, on iTunes, you can leave us reviews, and if you leave us a review there, that actually throws us into charts. All right, so that's going to do it. I think we both really enjoyed this episode. Definitely one of our favorites. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even saying that because I knew it, people. I knew it. If you uh, think this is, wait for the next episode. He says this next episode is his. Oh, episode 14 is his my ultimate ultimate, ultimate favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be good. I can't wait. So. All right, so that's going to do it. I'm Kenny. And I'm Michael. But before we go, always remember, when taking out your trash, make sure you go to your newcomer neighbor's house and make sure they don't want anything. See ya. Peace. With almost 89% of the statewide precincts reporting, the controversial alien vote amendment looks like it will pass with a walloping 67% of the population saying yes. Yeah. <laughs> the latest results in the first national referendum show a surprising popularity in Midwestern states as well as the Deep South. What happened? We took California. Still officially open. This is wonderful. Now, these are all of the wood chips. Oh, that would be fun. I think the mucus is subsiding. Hold on a sec. In total, with most of the precincts closed, 32 states appear to be solidly behind the right for aliens to vote, with Michigan, Alaska, Puerto Rico, Wisconsin, and Iowa leaning toward ratification. 32 states. That is a great start. It's barely half the country. What's wrong with those people? Fuck. Oh, look how long it took to get the ERA passed. Rome wasn't built in a day and all that. That is a depressing comment. It was built over the course of 372 years. <sighs> yeah, but you made inroads. Yeah, the system's going to catch up sooner or later. We're never going to vote. Yes, we will. Will you go outside and chop me some more wood chips? Work off some of that frustration. I want to work off some of this frustration. Yes. How about a newspaper? Huh? Well, I had to hit the road. See you, Susan. Mm, Matt. Not bad. About what you said earlier, sooner or later the system will catch up. Do you believe that? You know something, George? For the first time in a long time. Yeah, I think I do. <laughs> no, I don't think he likes you at all. <laughs> no, I don't like you either. <laughs> I love that. That is so great. That's good writing. Yes. Because it's not much dialogue. And because <clears throat> George Lucas didn't write all the <coughs> dialogue. <laughs> <laughs>I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com.
this is Chris. And this is Rick. And we're the hosts of the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. We're celebrating the original Battlestar Galactica series, and we're doing that by uh, watching an episode in total and commenting on it as it runs. And you know what's really fun about it is we're attempting to bring guest hosts in with us so that we can talk kind of like that mystery science theater kind of thing. And we sometimes we make a little fun of the episode, and sometimes we talk about how cool it is, so you just never know what you're going to get when you listen. Yes. So come and join us. We're on iTunes. You can find us by searching for Ragtag Fugitive Podcast, and we're on the Stitcher Radio Network. You also can visit our cool website and make comments and have fun looking around in the officer's lounge and all that jazz by going to ragtagfugitivepodcast.com. You have our word as a warrior. Word as a warrior! Plank down your cubits and come on over and let's play a game of Pyramid, the Ragtag Fugitive Podcast. Hi, my name's Kenny and I'm a fanboy. Do you like Star Trek, Star Wars, Harry Potter? Do you consider yourself a brown coat or a twihard? Are you into cosplaying, LARPing, a furry? Can you speak Klingon or Elvish? Can you name all the doctors and their companions? Do you just love football or can't get enough of your favorite music group? Then this podcast is for you, Confessions of a Fanboy. Each episode, I sit down with a fanboy or fangirl and discuss their fandom and how it affects their daily lives. Be it geeky, sporty, or musical, fandoms can span a wide range of people. So come subscribe to Confessions of a Fanboy on iTunes. Or visit us online at confessionsofafanboypodcast.com and take a listen to fellow fans talk about the love for their fandom. Confessions of a Fanboy. Alien Nation, the newcomer's podcast, is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved. Learns of the necessity of the... Learns... Bye. Brian, right? Mm-hmm. Is it Brian or mm-hmm. Brian? It's Brian. Brian. Ro- Brian. 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 Brian.